Hello, San Pedro Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hello San Pedro podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Silva. Uh, Well, welcome to season two. So uh, some of you might be wondering why I made it a season two when there was in fact an episode last week and the week before. Well, I think for me, it has a lot to do with my mindset. So when I started out this podcast, I really was just trying it out, seeing how it was going to be received by the community, seeing if it was something that I was able to continue on a regular basis. And it turns out that yes, the community has received this podcast very well and I can't thank you guys enough for that it has been an honor honestly Um, and also this is something that I I'm willing to put the time into it's something that I enjoy doing and something that I I truly love so yeah this is definitely something I want to continue for the foreseeable future Um, another reason why I kind of wanted to call it a day on season one is as you know it kind of got off um to a weird ending I took a two-month break um at tor- in the summer and um it was unannounced and very sudden and unexpected and um I you know was kind of also in a different mindset during that period as well and it was important for me to end on a very strong note which is what I did with you know, Aiden, that was Aiden's interview, uh, about pride on the port. That was a really important interview for me. Um, not just for the community, it had a very personal, um, relation to me as well. And I am really proud of, of what season one was. Um, so I know that the timeline is a little weird and we're going straight into season two, but I think, you know, as we look back on all the episodes, maybe a few seasons from now, we'll be able to kind of distinguish which ones fell into that first season category and which ones fell into the second season. Um, I, I'd like there to be a distinctive, you know, marker between those two. Um, anyway, so what is going to be different about season two? Well, that's for me to know and you to find out. Actually, what I, I do have a few ideas for season two that are going to make it pretty different from season one. Um, I'm still kind of waiting on a few responses from people in regards um, to my ideas, but I do think that I'm going to bring in a new element to the podcast and that's all I'm going to say for now. A couple more things about season two that I want to do differently. Well, first of all, I want to continue just to bring amazing guests on the show. I feel honored to have had as many guests as I've had and to have these amazing stories shared here on the podcast. So I want to continue to do that. Um, But I also think that I'm going to be open to um, maybe starting a Patreon and, uh, you know, open to taking community support, um, listener support, if that's where you want to give. Um, and another thing is sponsorships. I want to open it up to have more sponsor segments. 
Another thing is uh, possibly events. So if you guys have any ideas, feel free to um, drop them on my Instagram, DM me, and definitely send your ideas to um, the website, uh, www.hellosanpedro.com. Um, I'm always checking my email, so you can also drop me an email, podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so I'm open to hearing your ideas. I want to know what you guys want from me. Um, I, I am really excited for what this new season has to bring. And I do see some awesome things happening in our community that I'm ready to talk about. Anyway, without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce today's guest. She is a repeat guest um, and a beloved community member who is also the president and founder of the San Pedro Heritage Museum. Um, Angela Romero has been on the podcast, I think this is her fourth time. So she's been an awesome guest. She's been one of my biggest supporters, which has really helped me out a lot. So thank you so much, Romy. Um, but one of the one of the awesome things about her is her passion for this community and um, the amount of support that she's been able to to gain in this effort to start um, a local museum and the reason this is so important is because the times are changing and we are seeing a lot of redevelopment happen happening in our town now um, it's time to really take our history seriously and the preservation of our history seriously. Um, so I, I really admire the work that she's doing and I admire the, um, the inspiration that she is sparking all across the community. In one of her latest efforts and will, you know, soon be just the beginning of her legacy here in San Pedro. Um, she is starting the groundwork to have a statue of Charles Bukowski made here locally by a local sculptor. Um, this is really exciting news. Charles Bukowski is a famous Los Angeles writer who um, who pretty much spent the last 20 years of his life here in San Pedro. Um, I personally don't know too much about him, but I'm very excited to learn more about him as we continue to raise funds for this statue. Um, be sure to visit the GoFundMe page, which is going to be in the show note links. And um, definitely stay tuned for events that are going to be fundraisers for this um, this big effort. So I'm just going to go ahead and get right into the episode. Uh, thank you again, Angela Romero, for joining me on today's show. Hope you guys enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's one and only cryptocurrency lounge. Learn more at CryptospaceUS.com and definitely follow them on Instagram at Cryptospace.us. Welcome back, everyone. So today is the first episode of season two. I know it's kind of a weird timeline but this is the first episode for season two just putting a nice bow around season one i thought it wouldn't have been appropriate to have anyone else other than angela romero <laughs> um angela thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me again fourth time i know you are the you are the the victorious one on most on most times on san pedro podcast yeah. Come yeah. get me, Rudy Caceres. Yeah. I'm running ahead of you. He had fighting words. I know. He started it. <laughs> he did. 
Um, well, I, I really did think that you were the most ideal person to start out season two because you started out season one, <laughs> honestly, like you not only start, help me start this podcast, like you were my friend and I made you do it at the time. But now, I mean, I feel like, wow, look how far we've come. <laughs> um, I'm still your friend and you're still making me do this. Yeah, I'm still making you do this. Um, but I, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today because I feel like since the last time we've had you on, you made a really big announcement, which was that you were going to start a museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a huge announcement. And... You know, you got to just keep making those big announcements. Yeah. Just keep coming with the, the next one. Right. So <laughs> right? like a year from now, we're going to come back and be like, boom, this is what I, I got for you. So. I hope I'm still alive. <laughs> Please don't work yourself to death. Cause no. I feel like that's, that would be cause of the death. <laughs> no. Cause what I'm going to, you know, what I've announced recently, I was like, Oh, this in school, it's going to be the death of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I'm here to talk about Bukowski and bronze. It's our first big project. Mm -hmm. So I want to show people that I'm serious. Mm -hmm. And I um, was inspired. And it wasn't... I'm not going to say that this was on my, like, five-year plan, because it was not. Mm -hmm. This was very much an inspired idea. It happened... um, I was sitting at Nico, so if anyone's ever doing, like, the True Pedro story of this project... Mm -hmm. I got um, it here first, folks. Mm -hmm. I was uh, sitting in the window at Nico's having lunch with Lorena, um, from PBID. Mm-hmm. And she was debriefing me on a tourism convention that she went to. And I had made two like trolley tours for them that they were selling to these tour companies. And she came back and they had met, they had been matched with this Ger- German tour company and their PR person, Monica Simpson, is a huge Charles Bukowski fan. And so she was chatting up these Germans and t- they're like, you know, what's interesting about San Pedro? And she was like, well, actually, Charles Bukowski, who is a, a famous L.A. based um, writer, he mm-hmm. was like a poet. He wrote novels um, and auto- like kind of like an autobiographical thing um, called Ham on Rye, which is his like most personal and prolific book that a lot of people consider their favorites Mm -hmm. his favorite sandwich i'm guessing too i don't know (laughs) i'm still reading the book um Mm -hmm. but so they they were really excited and they're like is there a bukowski tour and so lorena didn't know who bukowski was and so i I don't know who bukowski is but i still know who he is right 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 (laughs) yeah yeah um that's kind of shocking i kind of told her a little bit and the funny thing is is that when i first so 10 years ago when i first started studying saint pedro history i found i was like googling charles bukowski because i didn't know much about him but i knew his name and so i was just like i put it into youtube like charles bukowski san pedro and like some videos came up and there was this one video and I was just clicking through the list and there was one of this like European guy and he's just like it's walking through downtown San Pedro and he's just you know speaking whatever language he's speaking and he's looking for Charles but like the video is called like searching for Charles Bukowski in San Pedro California wow and there's nothing for him it's like so it's like it was like in 2009 Mm -hmm. there's nothing and he's William's bookstore is still open, and so he finds Jerry in there, and Jerry's like, "Yeah, he we sold his books, and he would come in here and he'd sign his books like secretly, 
And so that was like really the only Bukowski that it was able to find. And I've since used that um, video as not just um, an example of how we're not celebrating Charles Bukowski, the fact that he lived here, Mm -hmm. but that we're not celebrating really any prominent people, whether they're, you know, famous writers, um, famous artists, famous musicians. Like we're, we kind of were like, yeah, I know Misty Copeland's from here or I know Miguel's from here, but Mm -hmm. we're not like shouting it from the rooftops, like any other place. Like if they had one famous celebrity, you would know that that's the home place of that celebrity. Mm -hmm. Like we kind of take a lot of things for granted. Mm -hmm. And so when I created the San Pedro Heritage Museum, I wanted to kind of fix that. And so when I'm talking to Lorena about who Charles Bukowski is in this video, and I was like, he was probably looking for some statue. And she was like, well, what if there was one? And that's literally (gasps) the only question she asked me. And I was like, and for some reason, I, I took it super serious and super deep. And so I was like, what if there was one? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, staring out into the distance being like, hmm. And literally got the ball rolling the next morning. Wow. Unbelievable. That's what I was going to ask was like, first of all, where did you come up with this idea? Because I feel like the timing is perfect. You would have needed to get started around now, you know, to have this thing produced for the next year. Well, right? that's the thing is that really timing is everything because um, I had just kind of looked. I was talking to my friend uh, Christian Lozada, who is a local poet, and he had just written a book of poetry and he he likes Bukowski and we I did a, I interviewed him for the magazine and we did the our interview at Charles Bukowski's grave because neither of us had ever been there and mm-hmm. we, you know we're we live in San Pedro and mm-hmm. why not where to, is like, his grave it's up at Green Hills oh cool yeah so That's um interesting you know so I had just because I we were just there I was like oh look he's he's gonna be a hundred next year and so I knew that his centennial was into in 2020 and then Lorena brought up posed the question what if there was a statue and and it's not and the thing is is I didn't create this idea that there should be a Charles Bukowski statue I just can't, you know, like I was just like, well, what if there was one? And so the next day after speaking with Lorena, I called like, I was like, who do I know that's like a Bukowski expert mm-hmm. or like knew him personally or had experiences with him. And so my friend Andrea Kowalski had a bookstore um, in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, I think. It was called Vinegar Hill Books. And it was actually a couple doors down from where Nico's is. Oh, cool. And so I knew that she had, she had thrown a birthday party for Charles Bukowski and it actually ended up being his last birthday because he died like the following year before his, his birthday came back around. Oh goodness. And he showed like, it was just, she had a bookstore and she just like Uh celebrated his birthday and, and like invited him not thinking that he would come and he totally came. Wow. And so I wanted to just know if... A statue is something that it would be cool to do like or if did he write a poem that said like don't if I die don't ever make a statue right. or something you know mm-hmm. and so we had breakfast the next morning and she's like actually we've tried 
we tried to make a um, a statue of him right after he died in the 90s. So he died in 1994 mm-hmm. of leukemia. And she's like, we tried. We really did. And somehow it just fell apart. And I was like, okay, well, now I have that question answered. That it's something that people would want. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, from there I need like... I need support because this is going to be, I mean, I've never like tried to build a statue before mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, who do I would probably need like their support to make it happen? The very first, like, so person that I thought about was first to just like a partner in crime so that I had personal support. So I went straight to my friend, Josh Stecker, who is the publisher of San Pedro Today magazine. Mm-hmm. And my editor, because I write for them. And I was like, what do you think? And he was like, yeah. He was totally for it, I'm sure. Totally for it. He yeah. was like, this is a really good idea. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, who else would I need, like, absolute support from? The city of LA. Like, I would need the council, because it's going to be on city property. Right. So I need, we need, like, the council, the council office's support. So we got Branimir Kvartik from Councilman Joe Buscaino. He's the media guy. Mm-hmm. And, like, we we said it, and he was like, oh, I'm already in. He was like, people have asked so many times, like, why isn't there a statue of Bukowski? Really? So this is just something you stumbled on, and now you're realizing how big of an idea it really was. And that, and that it was it's an idea, it was an idea before I ever thought of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I invented this right. idea. What I'm saying is that I'm the one who wants to make it happen, mm-hmm. and that the time is right for it to happen, because... Yep. Of his centennial. Like, if he was already 100, like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It would be like, "Mm, yeah, we'll get around to it. But there's something that's big about your centennial. There's kind of a deadline. Yeah. Right. And so it gives you a deadline. And then I was like, okay, so it's a good idea. We have the, like, support from the people that we would need. Like, by this point, I had already talked to, like, arts groups. And they're like, yeah, of course. Just let us know how we can help you. Um... And so I was like, okay, who would I want to do it? And it's crazy because we're San... And this is the thing about San Pedro is that we have crazy, talented people. And Mm -hmm. it's the whole reason why I want to celebrate who lives here and who's Mm -hmm. lived here is because we have some of the the best and most talented people among our residents. Are you saying that there is a statue artist living here in Pedro? Yeah, who's world-renowned. Oh my gosh. Uh, Eugene Dobb. He did the statue of Rosa Parks that's in the um, oh statuary hall in Washington D.C. That's that's insane. And among and he, like, and many here. other statues, he's he's he living here. here. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So I was like, like we're we're not. We really have just to... need to get this museum up and running already. Right. We need to like get a thousand statues and just oh, honor yeah. him. Make us he can make a statue of himself. Because... Gosh, I, yeah. And um, that's amazing. So I was like, okay. This is what, you know, there, these are like, I'm just going up through these thresholds, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like, cause it's summer. It's like, I can just think of like American Ninja Warrior where there's like the different stages. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I pass this one stage, go on to this next one stage. And then the next one is to say, okay, is it literally possible to do a statue in a year? And so I got Eugene Dobbs number. And I called him and it was so crazy because he answered the phone. I was like, oh, I was ready to like, leave a voicemail. And, of course. And I was like, hey. Um, well, how did you find out about Eugene Dobbs? 
Oh, I've I've known about Eugene Dobb. Okay. I was. Um, Did you know he was local? Yeah. Oh, so you just knew. You just like, yeah. hey, this world-renowned statue maker is living here. Let's ask him. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he was the only one that I would want to do it because he's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I love his work. Mm-hmm. So we're like, be like, trust that we are not going to be famous for an ugly statue. Like he is <laughs> talented. Good. So um, I called him, and I said. Hi, I have this idea about doing a Charles Bukowski statue. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, someone else was kind of shopping this idea like a few years ago. I was like, okay, not like from the 90s. And he was like, no, 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 this was only like, he's like maybe 10 years ago. Wow. Someone else had the idea. And I was like, so again, I didn't invent this idea. It's just, he's like, but whatever happened, it fell apart. Mm -hmm. So my job is for this to not fall apart on my watch. Right. So... He's like, I met with him and his wife, and he said a year's more than enough time to physically, like, go through the process of creating a statue. Mm -hmm. And he said that, like, starting out, like, it would be, like, at least $100,000. And I'm like... My face right now, I just... (laughs) I forget listeners can't see my face, but my eyes just got really big. (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing is that I, like, I kind of expected it. I was like, I mean, you just like, what does a statue cost? It costs a lot of money. I really wouldn't have known. I it, like, it could have been ten thousand to me, or it no. could have been fifty. Yeah. It probably could have been a million to me, also. Like, I don't. Yeah, we know. really have no concept. Of, yeah. of whatever. But he and he's like, I'd love to, because he loves like sculpting iconic people, and mm-hmm. he was like, as far as iconic people in San Pedro, he was like. Charles Bukowski is is one of them and he's like there and then after the like the list of like you know like world iconic of course there's Pedro iconic and then there's world iconic uh-huh. and um the uh, the other people that he mentioned like John Olgeen would be one, another one you know uh-huh. so he's like yeah I'm in totally and then I was so excited because I had like again another like level I just leveled up and I was like, okay, the ultimate level mm-hmm. for this to get a green light would be his wife. And I was so like pumped right after meeting from Eugene Dobb that I was like, I need to meet this guy's wife, mm-hmm. Charles Bukowski's widow. Her name is Linda Lee Bukowski. I was like, I need to meet her like right now. Mm-hmm. So I called up a friend of mine, Lee Williams, and he's her backyard neighbor. Like, their backyards touch each other. Oh, wow. Gosh. So he, that's so Pedro. Yeah. He knew... So he knows her. And I was... I called him up. I was like, can you introduce me to Linda Lee Bukowski? And he's like... He's like, what are you doing right now? And I was like... I mean, like, right now? Like, he's like, like right yeah, now, right just, now? <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's just go knock on her door and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. And she answered. And... She, you know, we talked on her porch and I introduced myself and I was like, and she was like, yeah, we'll see. Cause I'm sure she's been pitched a bunch of ideas or people talk about her husband. Yeah. So she was very like, sure. Pleasant and mm-hmm. cautious. She's like, I'll let you know. Like she was not going to just give me her, her blessing. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, I was, uh, advised to not go back to her unless I had more concrete information. And so like. It, t- it took about a month. I went back with Eugene and, and his wife, Anne, and we had a really nice um, little chat, like, in visit, and we got, to, like, she showed them, but we got to go in her house, and she showed us, like, everything in there, which is a whole, you know, different experience, because you're like, oh my god, this is this guy's house. Mm-hmm. 
and he he had some really really early sketches and that's kind of what's been like that we've been putting out they're super super early like it's kind of just like what's your first idea and it's just right. like you know like concepting takes months and months and he's still in that process but um we showed her like initial stuff and then she like gave us her blessing and I was like, okay, let's do this. And so then we, as soon as we had her blessing, it was like a mad dash to announce the campaign, like do a soft launch mm-hmm. on his, on his 99th birthday. Wow. Yeah. On August 16th. So it's officially happening as far as like everything's ready to go. The GoFundMe is set up, right? Yeah. So- and, and we've actually got a lot on that so far, right? Yeah, so we've actually received um, some check donations, so mm-hmm. the, the amount that's on the GoFundMe mm-hmm. isn't, like, a true representation of what we've fundraised, so okay. we're about five, a little over 5% funded right now. That's awesome. Like, that's... that's In just, a, like, I two was, weeks. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, this just happened. This just started. You're just now, like, getting a lot of, you know, coverage. You know, you're in the magazine right now talking about this. Josh talks about it in here, too. So, I think that's already, like, a really great start. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, and that's what it is. It's just a start, because... It's crazy how much, how fast time is going. I, yes, yes. Um, so the total amount that you need is a hundred thousand. So the GoFundMe is a hundred and fifty. Okay. Thousand dollars because there are, and I think that that might not, not even be enough Mm -hmm. because there are so many other, um, fees or costs that are, are going to be, so you need to like, if you're going to have a fundraiser, like if we're going to sell merch or whatever, you have to have the money to, to buy the stuff so that you can make the money. Right. Right. And then there's also going to be for this, for specifically the statue, mm-hmm. um, it could cost more depending on the size and what we end, what the design, final design is. Mm-hmm. And then wherever it's going to go, there has, there's going to be engineering costs mm-hmm. to, um, you know, even if it was just super simple and we just needed to put a base, yeah. you know, and bolt it into the ground, like that costs money. Even like, I'm guessing like permitting and like, yeah, yeah the whole logistics of it, like right. doing it. Where do you plan on doing it? Do you guys have an idea? Uh, so I have like my first choice and like, you know, my first choice is at 6th and Mason, the plaza where they put the bands for like first Thursday. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, cause my heart, like people have been, you know, kind of throwing other locations at me. Like, oh, how about by the post office? Because he, like, he used to, Charles Bukowski used to work at a post office and he wrote a book called The Post Office. Oh, yeah. And so they're like, why don't we put him over by the post office? And I'm like, "Mm, no. Like, he didn't work at that post office Uh because it'd be kind of saying that he worked at that one, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, And then people, like, my, so I would say that my heart, like, is set on it being somewhere in downtown. Okay downtown San Pedro. Mm -hmm. Um, if I had my way and I could just put him somewhere, it would be at sixth and Mason, the plaza, Mm -hmm. but I'm open to other recommendations because of whatever reason. If it were closer to the water, where would you put it? Again, like I, like if I'm, I'm being a little rigid because the thing about sixth and Mesa is that from there I could literally point at places that have something to do with him. Like he right. went to Senfuku. Yeah. Vinegar Hill Books is across the street. Yeah. Um, Nico's used to be sacred grounds when he was still alive mm-hmm. and he went there and 
his friends, like his famous friends, when he died, mm-hmm. eulogized him there with the public. Like they had readings and they played music mm-hmm. at sacred grounds. Yeah. So and Williams Bookstore is up the street. So there are places. It does seem pretty fitting. I'm like, don't tell me any other place, like aside yeah. from like in front of his house, yeah. you know, like that <laughs> means something uh-huh. it's instead of just being like, oh, we're going to, we have a statue that we need to stick somewhere. Right. Like there needs, has to be a meaning behind it. Um, you talking about sacred grounds and him being alive. And, um, also when, when people eulogized him, um, that kind of reminded me of his 99th birthday that we just had. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. did the, the launch at sacred grounds with a, um, a poetry reading and we had a birthday cake and we sang happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And it was, you know, I was kind of stressing about it because everything leading up to getting it launched, I was super stressed out and I've never done before, like doing a press release, you know, come, yes, yeah, signing up for the PayPal and the GoFundMe mm-hmm. and making the GoFundMe video because that's standard now. I, you know, I have been, you know, very well that I had taken some time off but I feel like right when I was ready to jump back into things that was happening and I was like oh my god that's happening this is happening tonight you know yeah I was just like it happened so quickly and I remember getting there and you were like oh my gosh that's the guy from the guardian brb like yeah (laughs) and that was kind of cool too like you got a whole write-up in the in the guardian about this yeah so having to field press like that aren't like your friends, mm-hmm. you know, like, or, so I, I have to give credit to the first person who gave us our story, which is Donna Little John, AKA DLJ. That's what me and my friends call her. Shout out. Shout out to Donna. <laughs> I don't know if she knows about the podcast, but like I've, I know I've like, t- we've, she's come up a bunch of times just cause she writes all these she's, awesome well, pieces yeah, about she's Pedro. Our writer. She is <laughs> our daily breeze, old time news pilot writer. Mm-hmm. I love Donna Little John. So she gave us our first story. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, I, I'm used to talking to, to Donna and, and I consider her a friend and then, you know, putting in the magazine, I, I wrote a story like in this month's San Pedro today. And so, but dealing with press outside of your friends and outside of our little Pedro bubble mm-hmm. is crazy. So we, you know, we sent out this like whole mat, you know, mass press release and we got some bites. So, um, the first one was from KCRW and this was, and so I'm getting like all these crazy experiences. Mm-hmm. So KCRW reaches out and they're like, we want to interview you or, or Linda Bukowski. And I was like, she wasn't feeling well the week of, um, the launch. And I was like, well, she's not feeling good. So I'm available. And then they were just like JK. Um, we're going to interview this guy (laughs) about your project. And he's a, he's a, he, he does bus tours up in LA Uh and he has a Bukowski bus tour and he's very good about self-promoting. And so they interview him to ask his opinion about what I'm doing down here. I know my face, if you guys can see my face, I'm kind of like, what, what? Yeah, back up. So, like um, I'm kind of like, okay, where is this going? <laughs> yeah, and so like that was one experience where mm-hmm. like so you're interviewing someone else about my project. Okay, awesome, but you know they kind of put the link. I was like, fine, whatever, just put our link out there. Yeah. Um. So that was interesting, and then I got a call from KNX 1070. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, yeah, so we want to record just a really quick 
um, interview and it was super easy. Like, and then like he, when he was like, okay, thanks. And he like hung up and I was like, hello, hello. You're like, like, you were left hanging there. Yeah. yeah. Like that was just the end of the interview and that's all I needed for me. And he was yeah. going to do what he was going to do. And yeah. like, and I was on the loop of KNX 1070 oh on his birthday. Just, that is awesome. So I was getting people who didn't know that I was releasing this. Like my friend, Chris, um, he was driving to work and he was, you know, it's like person from San Pedro, you know, blah, 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 Angela Romero. And he was like, wait, what? what? <laughs> Is that my, like my friend? Mm-hmm. And so was, that's your but, friend, Chris from the reading, right? He read, uh, no, uh, not that's Christian. Oh, okay. But this is like this is like my brother, okay. Chris, mm-hmm. and he's he calls me. He's like, "Oh my god, I just heard you on the radio," and I hadn't talked to him in like over a month. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "This is really cool." And I was getting phone calls. I got a phone call from Elise from the chamber when she was driving into work, and Lorena, and then I was like, I I didn't even catch the whole thing because it was on a loop, and so it wasn't like on the hour every hour. Right. I caught like the last twenty seconds of it, so I don't even know how uh, I sounded. Like that is really cool, though. I it was I nuts. wish I knew about it before <laughs> it happened. Um, just I mean, because I don't really listen to the radio anymore, right? I mean, right. It's crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. Mm-hmm. And and then, like, The Guardian. Like, The Guardian is... So, it, it's a UK newspaper. It's, like, a big UK newspaper, but they have an American edition. And so, this guy, um, Andrew, he was like, yeah, I want to come down to the event. Um, he had just... Like, it was, like, his first story coming off of writing a book. And so, he was like... I'd love to be drunk right now because and celebrate that I just finished this book, but I'm going to come down to Pedro. And so I knew that I wanted to walk him around to show him what was, like, what's here now. And so we showed him the, the mural that's in the alley um, behind the chamber. Mm-hmm. And then I show him, showed him um, these, sten- like, stencils that are behind Grand Vision Foundation. And I was like... The two places where you could find Bukowski in downtown are in alleys. Mm-hmm. It might be fitting, but still. Like, we need a place for people to come. And who are coming from out of town to visit him, like a central location, and learn about his life here. Because that's what the, well, that's why they're coming here. Mm-hmm. Is they want to feel close to him. And so, I want to provide that, that place. So, and I feel like the statue will do that. I think it will too. Yeah. When you say it might've been fitting, do you, I, I'm like what I'm gathering from Bukowski and I still have yet to read some of his stuff, which is on my list because he was a famous writer who really spent his time here and he spent the rest of his life here. Yeah. So he lived here from 1978 until mm-hmm. 19, his death in 1994. Mm-hmm. And he, so he's famous for being like a, like the grit the gritty LA, the womanizing. That's what I've like, kind of gathered. Like he was of, no stranger to alleys and things like that. No, if he and was, drinking mm-hmm. and bars and mm-hmm. like people really associate him with kind of like the underbelly of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And that was his life, you know, that's who he was. But that's not who he was when he moved here. And that's the thing is that he, when he came here, he was literally just a writer. Like he was like a work horse once he got here. He wrote about all like his past life and um, all those stories. So he, when he came here, he wrote most of his prolific stuff, like Ham on Rye, mm-hmm. which is super personal, where he talks about the abuse that he um, suffered at the hands of his father, mm-hmm. you know, 
and these things that made him who he was mm-hmm. who that this charles bukowski that you know drank a lot and you know had a lot of women and you know so he has this reputation and then people like so some of the questions that i'm getting from these reporters are so you wanted like erect a statue to a guy who's known for being like a drunk womanizer in the like hashtag me too era like what is going on with that and i was like wow i didn't really think about that yeah so and and the funny thing is is um the guy who kcrw interviewed he didn't get that question and i don't know if it's because he's a guy or because yeah um what do you mean he didn't get the question he didn't get the me too question i get the me too question because i'm a woman oh like he doesn't understand it and he doesn't no 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 like they didn't ask him that question uh yeah mm-hmm. and i think they didn't ask him that because he was a guy mm-hmm. but like whatever and which i i mean i know enough about him to know that i was going to get that question and the thing is is that he, he could i know like i will say that he he would not survive as a famous writer, like if he was just starting out right now, like that stuff would not, people would not be okay with it. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, the cancel culture that we live in, it doesn't really, um, make room for like, for people, for the human experience. And so he wasn't just the stuff that he wrote about. He was a great writer and, there's something about his writing that speaks to the honesty that people relate with. And so, cause there are people who are just fine discovering him now mm-hmm. and are like, yes. And it's, and so it, it, to me, it wasn't the, it wasn't necessarily the subject matter, but it's the honesty in which he wrote it. Yeah. I, I think that there, there is a necessity for that, especially for people who, have who have also experienced that or i would think even people who want to learn about the human experience or what can happen into in people's lives when they experience early on abuse and or you know early on suffering mm-hmm. if you will i i think that's we have to take all of that into account when we when we talk about him you know he yeah. he had a hard life earlier, and this was his life, what it ended up yeah, being. this mm-hmm. was his experience. This is mm-hmm. what he wrote about. Um, and the stuff that's kind of going to live on is, the stu- is this honesty and, you know, kind of giving words to the human experience. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm not worried about creating a statue or erecting a statue to him Uh and but but i am getting that question so i have to answer it Uh and but having it so and it just it's crazy to see who's asking it so um andrew asked me the question i also got um so it was cool because the was andrew the one from the guardian the guardian Yeah, yeah right and so the guardian has let is like has like this stature because it's international right um it actually opened me up to another interview with like i just on just this past week was interviewed by um a woman from an italian newspaper oh cool and she and she happened to be in la and was like would you like to meet up oh wow and so she came to pedro and did this i gave her the same tour that i gave andrew and... italian newspaper as in like from italy yeah from oh italy, my gosh like la repubblica uh-huh and wow. so um that's 
that'll be coming out this week. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get it translated. I feel like uh, I feel like the the bakery, Amalfitano Bakery, always has La Repubblica. Oh really? Yeah, I really think they do. They have an Italian newspaper there. Heck yeah. Uh huh. They usually get like a a bundle at least. Nice. Uh huh. So. I'll have to get it translated. I'll keep an eye out for that too. That is, that's really awesome. It's really cool to see the scale of, of press and the, the reach that you've been able to get on this, you know, Mm -hmm. that this, um, this statue and this event, this thing is going to be getting a lot of attention. So I'm sure this is only the beginning of the press. It'll, it'll probably come back again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, there are so many other things that we're hoping to keep the like, Mm -hmm. um, keep the project out in public in the public um i like we want to do fundraisers and that was my next question is like so what are the next steps now obviously we have a lot more to do as far as fundraising but what do you see being the next big step for you in this process fundraising and marketing um to kind of just get more stories out there and really like the big thing is we, we get the stories out there so that we can dr- draw people back to the GoFundMe, which is gofundme.com slash Bukowski mm-hmm. is to keep bringing people back to, so that we can pay for this because we have like a very tight one year deadline and it's not like we can be paying for things like up to like August 15th, 2020, because this, the statue needs to be made by that point. And mm-hmm. so we have like, we have to hurry up. Mm-hmm. and raise all this money but we have some really fun um ideas we don't have anything set in stone yet but kind of like ideas that we're batting around as far as like events like more um poetry readings because people really loved the the, the one we did at our oh, launch oh yeah i feel like it wasn't enough i no, feel like exactly. oh i could use a few more of these like i need to n- n- learn more and like hearing his written word actually being you know spoken that for me was another really great way to kind of get his vibe and get the gist of his writing not the gist but like the feel of his writing right so we're gonna get have definitely have more poetry readings um there's gonna be a a pub crawl trying to oh very cool i want to do some um screenings of because he has two movies Mm -hmm. barfly and factotum Mm -hmm. do some of that um and then we have like merch ideas so we're very lucky that elvis sigarich who is the artist who did the stencil on the back of grand vision foundation mm-hmm. he's let he's letting us use the image to raise money awesome for the project so yeah. i have like some ideas about merch that i'm like obviously t-shirts because it's pedro mm-hmm. posters um maybe getting some maybe like partnering up with you know the brewery or something and doing like a a growler or a glass or something like oh that would yeah be really cool that would be cool um but we'll see i have that hasn't been like finalized and you know and i should say that we're, we're having our first committee meeting and we have, have some really great people like um involved in our committee and um i do want to kind of like just give them a little shout out yeah um, so my PR person is Cheryl Holtzman, mm-hmm. um, Linda Grimes from the San Pedro Waterfront Arts District, Liz Schindler-Johnson from Grand Vision Foundation, Branmir Kvartik from Councilman Joe Buscaino's office has been amazing. He helped us with the video. I couldn't have done that by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's nice having a professional do it. Obviously, yeah. Joshua Stecker from San Pedro Today Magazine. He's like, you know, my co-pilot. 
And then uh, the rest of the people on the committee are from PBID, Chamber of Commerce, Lee mm-hmm. Williams and Elise Swanson, uh, Lorena Parker from PBID, Monica Simpson from PBID. Um, and we have like other arts organizations like Angels Gate, Amy Erickson from Angels Gate mm-hmm. Cultural Center. And I hope I'm not missing anyone else. Um, this is really exciting. I mean, yeah. you got like a lot of people behind this effort, which is awesome. So I, it just really makes me feel like, yep, this is going to happen. You know, I think so too. Yeah. I hope, I think we have the right mix that, you know, this one isn't gonna, we've already raised money. We got to do something with it. Right. Right. So, um, this one can't, it can't fail. It has to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't care if I just, you know, have to live with a statue in my studio <laughs> if we don't have a fine, <laughs> if we can't find a place, because that's what's going to take the longest. Is, is finding a place gonna, for it. Is working with the city to, to get a, it in the place, you know, so. Um, that makes sense. Are you already starting the process of kind of figuring out where the location yeah, is going to so be? Yeah, so we're having our first meeting um, coming up this week. Okay. And we're going to like have to work, you know work with the city yeah and see what because that's a whole process in the mm-hmm. city nothing in the city of los angeles goes fast mm-hmm. so hopefully we can have a miracle play for us i'm really excited i'm looking forward to the events that um this is going to to start you know what i mean um all the poetry readings and the the you know, bar crawls and things like that. And I'm really looking forward to learning a lot more about Charles Bukowski in this time. Yeah. So that's something that I feel like we have to do because he was just a guy who lived in San Pedro that happened to be famous. Just like everyone who's famous in San Pedro, like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, so-and-so is from here. What? You know, when you tell people from out of town, they're like, totally, totally. Why aren't you guys screaming it from the rooftops? But, um, but there are a lot of San Pedrans who don't know him or who he was like me i've only really heard his name and because i am in pedro and i'm a pedro girl i'm like oh yeah charles bukowski but really i don't know anything about him you know i'm not familiar with his writing i only know really from you and josh and like everybody else like who who knows about him yeah no there's an education Mm -hmm. and that's that's cool and then we love like you know i'm opening up i'm looking forward to that process of learning yeah Mm -hmm. you know and i i should like mentioned that there are so and because he's not so well known you know we are starting to get some kick some local kickback yeah where people are like there are more like more like i was trying to explain it to a writer um who didn't understand they're like what kind of blowback are you getting back and they're expecting it to be like this me too stuff you know right but i'm like no the blowback we're getting is that he's not pedro enough for us to like give him a statue like that there's like this whole list of people who are way more pedro than him that Mm -hmm. deserve a statue right and i'm not saying that whoever these people are that they're saying should get a statue before him don't deserve a statue i'm like hey we we have you know all kinds of places to stick statues i'm not saying there it's not someone like someone said you only get one statue who Mm -hmm. do you want and i said charles bukowski this is only the beginning exactly Mm -hmm. like let me like he's just the biggest fish that i could catch yeah like because he comes with an international following right and you know it's going to be easier as hard as it is it's going to be easier to raise money to to um do this statue than people who are less well known yeah you know like people were like are already recommending other statues to me i'm like let me let me get through this one but like you know d boone from minutemen Mm -hmm. like they're like, what about a D. Boone statue? And I was like, you know, I'm not against it. Like, hell, heck yeah, let's do a yeah. D. Boone statue. 
Um, but let me do this one first. Yeah. Let me just get, <laughs> let me get through this one and then I'll get back to you. I don't care. Like I would love like if part of the museum was like a statue, like garden. Oh my gosh. A statue garden. What I would a love great that. concept. And, and if, you know, and I welcome anyone who wants to erect any kind or raise money for whatever statue that yeah. you want that you think des- is more deserving than Charles Bukowski. I picked Charles Bukowski. You can pick whoever you want. Yeah. I'm not saying that that person doesn't deserve it. It's just, you know, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I, I definitely see how this would be a really fitting first major project for the museum. You know, the museum isn't like an up and running establishment yet, you know? So yeah. we're going to have to take it step by step and, and do as much as we can, right? Mm-hmm. Before it's, you have to do as much as you can with what you got, right? Yeah. And this is probably the maximum of what you can do. Right yeah. Now. He's, yeah. This is the, this is definitely the max. I just started school too, yeah. so I can't. Yeah. You must be super. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, he was a big fish. Mm-hmm. We're coming, and it hit at the like the idea was was, you know, brought up again in enough time to do it by his centennial. Like I said, if he was already 101 and someone was like, should there be one? It might take another 25 years or something. Yeah. I think kind of the, all the stars aligned for this one, you know, like it just happened to work out perfectly. So in the future, there'll be plenty more statues I'm assuming, but this is a, I think a really good first project. I'm excited. Me too. I know. So, okay. Before we end the show, let's go ahead and just tell everybody where they can follow you, the museum and where they can support this big effort. So we're on Facebook at the San Pedro heritage museum but most importantly we're putting updates at on the on the gofundme page so gofundme.com slash bukowski mm-hmm. and um you know fall i'm writing about it in san pedro today magazine yeah there's um there's like a couple there's a lot of bukowski actually up in this latest one with yolanda yeah. on the cover in the september issue so i highly recommend everyone to go here and just read everything she has to say about it yes mm-hmm well, thank you so much for being on the show. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you are super busy. Um, yeah, so what, like another six months from now, we'll just have you back on? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what you what the next big project is. And I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to all the events leading up to this statue. Um, so don't hesitate to send me all the event information, and I will just blast it out here. So Will do. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thank you again. I really appreciate your time. Of course. That's awesome. Always a pleasure coming on your show. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, Be sure to visit Hello sampedro.com to leave me any comments about what you want to see for season two also be sure to visit sampedroheritage.org to follow the san pedro heritage museum and stay up to date on all of their news Um, also check out the gofundme for bukowski in bronze the links for today's episode will be in the show notes so definitely just take a scroll down on your podcast app and click on the links there Um, yeah so i hope everyone has a wonderful weekend And uh, yeah, see you next week. Bye.